Welcome to the Raising Thriving Athletes podcast, the show for coaches and parents of young athletes who want to set up their athletes for success on the field and in life, where smarter training beats overtraining and healthy habits replace visits to the doctor's office. Hey there, coming to you from Surf City, USA. This is Matt Swift. I'm your host for the Raising Thriving Athletes podcast. I am a physical therapist and a coach and a parent and fancy myself a soccer athlete, which I used to be in the past and still do play right now. Um, This show is all about uh, the conversation of raising thriving athletes and from coaching perspective, from the parents, from healthcare providers. And yeah, this is just a topic that I have a passion about and love to be able to discuss some some of these issues with some people. So today's show, we have just an amazing, amazing interview that I got to have with Reed Pretty, and we'll go over that in one second. And before we get to that, I just wanted to point out, we do have a freebie for you. I love giving away free things. I think you guys too. And so we are giving away an annual sports cycle planner. And now you might ask yourself, what is that? Why would I want an annual sports cycle planner? Um, Well, with uh, youth athletes, one of the, the number one causes of injuries is overuse. And the reasons that we fall into overuse, a lot of times it's just a lack of planning, a lack of knowing Um, when we should have a rest period, when we should be pushing hard, when we should be maintaining. And so we've created a a PDF for you to to just chart out, hey, this is what my annual season looks like for my kid or for my athletes. You can use it for your whole team or just for your kid. And so you can go to sportschange.com forward slash planner. So sportschange.com and then slash planner, P-L-A-N-N-E-R. We'll also put a link in the show notes, and you can download it there and start planning for your future. So moving on to the interview. If you guys don't know who Reed Pretty is, he is a four-time Olympian with the USA men's national volleyball team. Uh, He's been with the team for 16 years. He's been playing professionally in, I believe, about six countries and so when we think about uh, being a, uh, making it as an athlete, you know, if you have your kid, you're like, hey, I really, my kid's going to be an athlete. That's what he's going to do. Um, you might think Olympics. You might think professionally. You might think gold medal. You might think multiple Olympics. Well, Reed has accomplished all of these. And it's just a really um, awesome opportunity to be able to hear from him. So what we are um, discussing in this interview is just his journey, how he got to where he was, and just really interesting to hear the path of an Olympian and someone that's been in it for so long. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Reed Pretty. All right, well, thanks, Reed. Thanks for coming on the show here. And I'm just uh, super excited to have this conversation with you here. Yeah, looking forward to it, Matt. Yeah, sounds good. So um, again, this show is really just directed towards parents and coaches and uh, there'll be some some young athletes out there but um, one of the the main things I just wanted to get out of this conversation here just for people to get an idea of the journey that you took in sports and to get to where you ended up today 
Um, I think a lot of people will, um, maybe if they have kids or coaches, they aspire to, to be an Olympic gold medalist or to be a professional athlete. And, uh, it'd just be really interesting to see what journey, what the journey was for you to get to that point. Um, so maybe you could just start telling us like, how did you start out in sports? How did you get involved in sports when you were a kid? Yeah, sure. I was, uh, I kind of had access to all the sports uh, except football. Parents didn't let me play that, and that was always an issue. Um, always wanted to play football, but my parents <laughs> didn't let me. But, um, yeah, started at young ages with, uh, like, swimming and soccer, and I think around, like, 9, 10, um, got into baseball, basketball. Um, I would say out of all of those, soccer was – I was kind of, like, from five or six years old all the way until sophomore year of high school was kind of – uh, a soccer player huh. and um, I didn't get introduced to volleyball until I was 15 years old and it was in a PE class oh, wow. in Florida at the time. Yep. And I just had some exposure to it. It, it was fun. And my, uh, the PE coach was also the volleyball coach was just like, Hey, you should try out for the team. I was like, okay, like, let's, let me try. Yeah. And I was only, I was only five, four my freshman year. <laughs> so, um, I was small and I went and tried out and I had a, an amazing experience. It was really fun. And that's kind of how, how it all started for me. And that was kind of like just a really quick overview of my junior sports life. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. One thing that's so interesting about that is, um, this idea of needing to specialize in one sport early on. Um, and I think sometimes parents or coaches feel like their kids getting behind if they, if they're not, you know, specializing in their sport, but you, you didn't even start playing until you're 15. <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting right. there. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, yeah, you, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say to, to that, like if, if, if your listeners only hear one thing from me, I would rather just start off saying, <laughs> saying it from the start is that um, even in your introduction about like, you know, it's, it's our human nature to, to desire to be great and that's part of being human and certainly um the aspirations to be on an olympic podium are awesome um and they should be pursued but really the value of sport for me is how it shaped me uh and how it shaped my character and so um sometimes i i feel like we're commoditizing sports so much yeah that um if we don't reach that elite travel team or we don't get on the varsity team we sort of stop and i i'm here to say like no like even parents that are listening to this who have kids playing i want to challenge you parent to what are you playing yeah uh, because even as an adult it is still so important to just stay uh, moving uh, stay in motion and also be doing that in the context of a team so so if there's nothing else you hear from me it's uh, yes, being on a podium is amazing, but, but my experience was so unique. I was only on two podiums. Um, and, and what are the percentages of people that actually do that? But I want to argue that, Hey, that's not actually my greatest takeaway from my experience in sports. It's, it's, it's all the stuff that non elite athletes, uh, can experience. So that's sort of my soapbox there. And I'll, I'll now I'll answer questions. No, Sorry. That's, that's awesome. That's actually <laughs> One of the questions I had too is um, kind of what are the what are the things that you were 
that sport taught you as a youth. And I, I 100% agree that the the goal in playing sports, especially for parents bringing up kids, should not be to get the college scholarship. Like that's shouldn't it be the only purpose for them playing the sport. Um, obviously, it's that can be a goal, and that's what you want to get at. But if all else fails and, and you don't get that scholarship, we're all those years a waste. Um, I don't, I don't know. I remember talking to uh, a doctor and and he was talking about all these parents going after the college scholarship, thinking that it's a good investment, you know, financial investment for the kid. But if that's truly what you're looking for, if you just saved all the money you spent on sports and put it into some in some mutual fund, by the time they get to college, you'll probably have enough to pay for their college tuition, too. But um, what? So what are what are some of the things that sport taught you as a youth? What what are some characteristics that you believe it it brought out in you? Well, I think um, certainly working with others. Um, so so communication, um, hard work, obviously, and certainly uh, there are situations where we're trying to. Um, you know, we're trying to just. Cr- create participation but you know when you're when you're in a competitive team and you're trying to win there's a winner and a loser learning how to to lose well learning how to win well yeah um you know all these like how to work hard how to set a big goal uh the other thing which is really interesting is like delayed gratification so sport taught me that um how to especially what's really fascinating is uh even so if you think of my volleyball career it's actually like quads like i started as a freshman in in high school and I played four years in high school. Then I played four years in college and then I played 16 years. So four sets of four professionally. And now I'm on my last set of four in beach volleyball. And what's really interesting about that is that really helped shape my goal setting. So I'm not trying to lose five pounds in five weeks. You know, I'm trying to figure out like in four years from now, this is who I want to be. So what do I need to do to get there and it, it starts to become more palatable and tangible and more of a, um, more of something that shapes me as a person versus like, uh, you know, just a quick win. Uh, and so it's taught me how to be process oriented over result orientation. And, and, you know, I think Matt, as we look today, I mean, what are all the reports telling us? People are more depressed. They feel more isolated. Um, they're yeah. unhappy like all of these things, well, gosh, that's why sports is important, not to pay for your college or to be a pro. It's to get you around other human beings and to have a great experience. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's that's a that's amazing outlook there. Um, kind of switching gears again to, to playing other sports, but what do you think, like how important do you think it was for you growing up to play and participate in these other sports? Like how how did that help contribute to your overall success as an athlete? Yeah, I think it was really important. Um, and I'll give you some generate gener, uh, generational insight here in a minute. Um, but in my generation, there was less specification. In fact, my parents, um, they didn't know anything about volleyball. I mean like nothing. Uh-huh. And they basically owned it and was like, look, Reed, you like this thing that we know nothing of. So we'll show up and support you, but we have nothing to offer except, uh, you know, our support. So that was probably amazing. Um, you know, my dad was basketball, baseball, uh, football. Um, and so 
uh, I definitely got a lot of help along those lines. Um, but I think like even soccer is like all these sports teach you something different. Yeah. And, uh, my son is nine. My, my older son is nine and, and he's starting to play baseball. So it's awesome to kind of see like his first team experience and, and just what it, you know, how do how do you learn the rules? But all in all, I think to be great at uh, a ball sport, you have to do two things really well. You have to learn how to control your body. You have to learn how to control the ball. Um, and other sports and cross training absolutely help that awareness and, and body control um, and ball control. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, so I stayed around long enough on the national team to like live out like outlive my generation. Uh-huh. So my generation came to the sport really late and we were pretty robust, durable, um, not a ton of overuse injury. I mean, like we had our fair share yeah. of injuries. Um, and, but the, when I, the, the 2016 and even the team right now, the guys that started Taylor Sander, I had a coffee with him the other day, uh, Micah, all these guys that are on the national team today started playing volleyball like under 10 or around 10 and they've all had surgeries. Oh, wow. And so I think, um, you know, the idea of growth is stress plus rest equals growth. It's not stress plus stress equals growth, right? So there's breakdown and you need to have that rest built in, which is something I know is really important. Uh, for you and, and even Dr. Katuris, who I know has been on your show, uh, whom I greatly respect. I mean, this concept of, of like, we can't just go all the time. There has to be built-in rest. And we do need to switch up sort of the activity so that it's not creating imbalances that are going to, you know, not serve us well down the road. Yeah. And the, yeah, even, you know, to that, the the system that we have set up now for youth sports is I believe is what's feeling the kids because you go like high schools now when I was in high school you, you couldn't practice with your team when you're off season um, now it's like teams are practicing year round they're doing high school and their club team and maybe the you know if you're other sports maybe they're playing a couple different teams because they don't want to get behind and just there's this overall pressure to you know keep up with the Joneses for the for the youth um and yeah i think it's it's important it's an important issue because we see the statistics like there's tons more injuries in youth and burnout and by the time they get to high school they don't even want to play their sport because they've just been burned out so much by it um yeah that's that's an important topic there actually we're bringing on another there's an orthopedic surgeon that we're gonna uh, i think in the next episode we're gonna talk about uh, early specialization in sports and twos that'd be an interesting conversation there um one kind of shifting gears again to to coaching um is there if when you look back at all the coaches that you had uh, it could be you know not volleyball or or volleyball um, can you just maybe pull out some of the the best parts and the not so best parts of coach experiences that you've had and just kind of highlight highlight those for us yeah, I've had some of the best coaches, and I've certainly had some bad coaches. Um, and I think it could be summarized by I don't know if you've seen the uh, the leadership matrix that it's the support challenge matrix. No. 
also, um, you know, on the, the horizontal axis, you have um, support. So you have high support or low support. And then on the vertical axis, it's challenge. So you have high challenge and low challenge, and then it creates four quadrants. Got it. Um, absolutely the best. If you, if, if you and your listeners can imagine a four-quadrant matrix with high support, high challenge being in the upper right quadrant, yeah. That's where I've seen the most effective coaching um, that has impacted my life in a way to where what they say is now as an adult um, helping me in my marriage or help, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's going beyond now there's, there's a relationship that's built and um, they gave themselves permission to make this a really big deal. Like they're all in on the challenge of, of, Hey Reed, you could be great. Uh, you're not right now, but I see what you could be. But I'm here to help you in all the ways that I know how uh, to do it. And, um, and of course, it breaks down. If you Google support challenge matrix, you'll see what the other quadrants, um, where they sort of fail. Uh, there's the abdicator. You know, there's you know, low support, low challenge is like the worst. Uh, high <laughs> challenge, low support is basically a dictator, right? Yeah. So to me um, – Hugh McCutcheon was probably somebody, uh, absolutely somebody that was our 2008 gold medal yeah. winning coach who offered high support and high challenge. And he was, and he was the other two things that I would add is that he was missional and he was relational. So, you know, he had us, so we good. were there for a reason, you know, it wasn't rainbows and ponies. Like we were out to be the best team in the world. Um, However, he took the time to get to know each of us and understood that we're so different, right? So, so it's not um, one size fits all. And he would usually, he would often say, hey, look, everybody's going to be treated fairly, but not equally, <laughs> which I always thought was interesting. So good. But, you know, he developed uh, uh, a relationship and a working language with each individual because we're all so different. And I think that's what made him so yeah. effective. That's so good. That's, that's, goes with parenting too <laughs> with that i have four boys sure. and you know they they'll all be treated fairly but not equally that's a, i love that statement i'm gonna i'm gonna use that today with my kids <laughs> <laughs> um no that's that is awesome uh, one thing with you know i coach just like rec level soccer and you know i have a team of eight and nine year olds right now and sometimes as i go to practice i can I can choose what kind of mindset I'm going to be in. Like, am I, am I just the dad filling in so that they have a coach or am I like actually going to be the coach that is going to, you know, speak words of life into these kids. And, um, it's just really, it's a really awesome opportunity to have as a coach, whether you're, you know, you just got thrown in there cause you know, no one else wanted to coach and now you're the mom or dad that's coaching. Um, or it's your full-time job that you have this role to be able to like literally speak life into these kids. And, and, you know, I've had experience with my coaches in the past where I know coaches that just tore me down and I, it took me like a couple years to get back up out of the slump that they put me in. Um, and other coaches that brought like just brought life out of people. So I think that's, that's awesome. Um, here, I'll just kind of wrap it up real quick here, but um, one more question, and then I just want you to share what, what you're doing. But 
if you could give sure. um, a junior high or high school athlete um, any advice if they are aspiring to be a Olympic professional athlete, um, what would that advice be where they're at right now? Great question. Um, I would say the most imp- one of the most important skills that they could learn is how to be a good learner. <laughs> um, and uh, Matt, you and I did a workout this morning. I think I was talking about it this morning. Like this, when you're a learner, um, it's a skill that when you hone that skill, it works in sport and in life, right? 100%. And yeah. um, I was never – there were so many more people. Like I stayed in the national team gym for 16 years, I think because I, I learned how to learn, not because I was better. Um, there was – more talented, stronger, faster, um, people that came into the gym, but, but they sort of were like a one trick or a two trick pony, but at the top level, your best stuff will be taken away. I mean, there's with all the data, with all the video, with all the scouting, you can, you know, rest assured that uh, the other teams are going to take your best stuff. So you have to learn how to develop new stuff. And if it, the ones that have come in that have been those uber talented people but couldn't learn just sort of kept doing the same thing and eventually sort of like self-cut themselves. Um, and so, uh, you know, gosh, I was doing a free – like I was donating my time a month ago up in Napa and I was doing a fundamentals drill with ages like nine through 14 females Uh and again it was a silent auction item totally free i flew up there on my own dime it was just a totally free day so after doing an exercise of sort of skill-based stuff uh, a girl came to me and asked me with like a total attitude of like are we gonna do anything like more complicated (laughs) like are we gonna you know and then her mom came up to me and sort of like nudged me like, like, hint, hint, these girls are ready to be challenged, you know, like all this stuff. And, and by the way, she was not the most advanced person there. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I, I was furious by the way, uh, but <laughs> just that sense of entitlement of just like, Hey, I'm good with this stuff. Can we move on to more complicated, more engaging things uh, is something that I think we see a lot today. So I ended up separating the age groups and I put the younger group, the eight, nine and 10 year olds on one court and the older group on the other. And I'm telling you what the eight, nines and tens didn't have that stigma yet. That sort of like, um, expectation of entitlement of, of whatever. And they got so much better. I mean, like the use of their time over those two hours was, was so productive. Whereas this other group, I ended up just doing like open play because I could just tell they weren't ready to hear from me. They weren't ready to learn. They, they already had the things that I was going to bring figured out, even though they were 14 and on year two of volleyball yeah. <laughs> and I played a quarter of a century. Yeah. So just an example of what I would say to um, having that ability and that humility to learn um, and understand that you can learn from everybody you could take something valuable from every experience um, is something that I, I think would be a great thing to learn as a young, young athlete. That's so awesome. And that's, I think that's one of those things that is like under the surface inside great athletes that we don't see like on television or when you see them play. Cause, and so kids get this idea that 
in order to be great, I just have to, I, I should be the best. And so for me to learn something means I'm not the best. And it, it's this conflict in their mindset. But if your mindset's like, no, I'm always, I'm always getting better. Like I talk about in this online course that I did for it called athlete one one about an athletic mindset and just this question of how can, how can I get better? Is this like continual question where it's not that we're dissatisfied with where we're at, but we, there, we just know there's always more, there's always more that we can, we can get better at. So, well, thank you. This has been a really awesome conversation. I love, I love where we went with this. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or find out what you're doing, when you mind just sharing, I know I, I uh, went out this morning and did a little volleyball in the sand with, with you guys and my legs are very sore, uh, but I survived. <laughs> My my soccer player self survived. It, that was really fun. I want to just tell people about what you're doing and and what you're up to. Yeah, I think the first thing. I mean, the easiest way is uh, just to stay connected at readpretty.com. We're actually constantly shifting uh, that website, but in the next couple of weeks, we're going to offer actually a um, a web series where we're actually going to talk about the mind and and the and having a learner's mindset and That's what awesome. things can we do to uh to develop our minds better so we're going to offer that here soon uh, so check out my website at readpretty.com i have an email list where we keep everybody informed the social channels of course and then um the experience if you actually live in our area then yeah come work out with me uh, come work out with our team and just go to moveinsand.com and uh, and sign up for your first free class so it's been great thanks matt Awesome. Well, thanks, Reed. Thanks for taking your time. And I just really had an awesome, awesome time talking about this. Right on. All right. Take care, Matt. All right. Take care. Well, there you have it, folks. That was an amazing interview. I'm not sure about you guys, but I had a great time just listening to that. Um, one of the, the amazing things is the fact that he picked up volleyball in his high school PE class. Now, if that doesn't stir you up, I don't know what does. Um, the fact that he was given the opportunity in a PE class to be exposed to a sport that he did not know um, he had the talent and the drive and the passion for, um, and that unlocked his whole future that he has right now. And uh, it's such an awesome thing. So for all you PE teachers out there, keep pushing it, keep calling out the good inside kids and who knows you might be calling out the next olympian for the u.s national team so um, hope you guys enjoyed the show and be sure to check out the free planner if you guys uh, want to download the planner at sportschange.com planner and get to uh, planning out your your future there for your year and yeah just be on the lookout if you like this would you please go ahead and uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, you can leave a review. You can put a star there. That would be amazing. Uh, we have some great um, interviews coming up, lined up for the future. So stay tuned and look forward to hearing from you next time.